0: Praise the Lord. All is well. You've came to a church that is alive. Hallelujah. A growing, thriving church. And we are so blessed that you are here. Thank you, everybody. Thank you to the team. Thank you for working with us this morning. Amen. Shut it out. I, I am free. free. I'm going to go straight into the Word this morning. Amen, if that's okay. And just right on the back of this anointing. Come on, look at your neighbor again and tell them it's just starting. Praise the Lord. Whew. Well, I had a five-day whirlwind, amen, but it is good to be home in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's wonderful to be standing in this pulpit and uh, just knowing that, that I'm at the right place at the right time, and I know that God is just doing so many amazing things among us, and... I want you to listen to me. I'm not trying to be a celebrity. I'm not even trying to be noticed. I'm not trying to cash in on anything. I'm not trying to get through doors that are not for me. I'm not trying to run with the higher echelons of the church world, I'd rather be in the presence of the Lord. I'm not looking to be part of a club, institutions, I'm just very blessed to be part of the body of Christ. I'm not looking to be boxed by what man thinks I can or I can't do. I just want to be led by the Spirit in what He desires for me to do. I've learned that He's the master at helping us. How many people's glad that you came to church today. You say, "Why do you say these things? Get your confession right, Pastor Paul. Confess that God brings you before great people. But then that's a misuse and abuse of that scripture also, because it says a man's gift will make room for him, not <laughs> his physical or spiritual but a monetary and there are reasons for that there were reasons that the lord said bring a gift to the prophet it wasn't that we would make religions out of it it wasn't that people could get rich out of it but there was a simple powerful innocent spiritual law, that God knows that these things do. I've had five amazing days filled from morning to night. It's very obvious, even around this town, even my daughter said to me before I left for Ireland, We were somewhere, and several people came over and said, Are you Pastor Paul? And even my daughter said, Man, Dad, it's getting hard for you to go about this time. But I have to tell you, as I'm not here to be recognized by men, As long as I'm recognized by the Lord, then no matter what field I'm in, I'll never miss the fight. Because David, whether he was recognized or not, no matter what field he was in, he was recognized by the Lord. And he didn't miss the fight. I only want to be at the right fight, to do what I'm there to do, to end it. I'm not there at the fight just so that I can fight. This is real deep. I've learned that a lot of charismatics just love to fight they love spiritual warfare but what is it all for i've been praying i many are called but few are chosen we've seen the called but i'm ready to see the chosen anyone can show up with a call but now when the chosen show up now the fight's over you say pastor I wish you could just speak normally and stop speaking in riddles but I say like Jesus He that is yours to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Today in this service, in one hour, nine minutes, and 12 seconds, we have praised Him. We have worshiped Him. His Spirit has moved among us. We have encountered Him and we are changed by him. But I'm not here to be known by man. I'm here to be known by him. I said to ministers recently, I said you must relish the time of obscurity. Too many people are looking to be found too quickly in every sphere of life. Last year in October, the Spirit of the Lord came to me and began to minister to me on discipling a move of God. He spoke to me, and he said, This will require some changes and adoptions, firstly within yourself and then within others. I wish I could say I got excited about it, but I didn't. If anything, from that time, the fear of the Lord has gripped me. Because of my inquiry of the Lord. What does discipling a move of God look like? You see, my job is to do what He sent me to do no more, no less. That's what Jesus did. We spend so much time trying to live up to the expectations of others the expectation of what it would be in the workplace, the expectation of what it would be in church. The expectation of a modern pastor, my own expectations of what I think must be done. And then there's God's expectations of what must be done. Many of you want this to explode, and it will. In the right time, someone does nigh to because God's moving on the earth, now we have to do whatever to have Him move here, too. And my simple answer to that is, God always moves here. I'll say that again. God always moves here. In Proverbs 15, one to 4, I'd like you to go there. I'd like to read this to you. Y'all doing okay? If you're looking for a good pastor, you'll need to keep on going. If you're looking for a godly pastor, then you might just find one. If you're looking for one that's going to serve the purpose of God, then you might just find one. Because I can tell you, I'm not going to serve the purpose of institutions and man. Because it's sucking the life out of the church. Where do you see what man will do with any revival that comes, even in its purest form? It will not stay pure for long by the time man gets his hands on it and the machine starts to claim it as its own. I, as your pastor, guard the heart of this work with all diligence, and I believe completely that the fountains of the deep are breaking open, and I believe with all my heart that we are seeing moves of the Spirit what men call revival or what men call certain things is up to them it's all terminology to me but what is the proof the proof is the fruit that remains I can have a spiritual moment but can I live spiritual all the time? And his power comes to give me that ability. This is a strange service today. How many people glad you came? How many people glad you came to worship him? See, I believe that there's been many men and women of God taken off track because of popularity. Because there's something within all of us that wants to be recognized. How many people would accept that? There's something within all of us that wants the prize. I did it. But when I was praying up Slemish Mountain the other morning, the Spirit Lord came to me and spoke to me about a man called Mordecai. Mordecai didn't get to live in the king's palace. He didn't get to bathe and have facials for one whole year do you know that you could not come before the king without one whole year of beauty therapy look at your neighbor and say that would be a good start praise (laughs) the Lord one whole year of constant beauty therapy no 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 it's the truth if you study it you could not come before him unless you had at least one year of treatments. God has no problem with you going to the beauty parlor. All those ladies should go, amen. man, And some of you men should start going. stop living like a crocodile (laughs) just letting a little laughter come because some of you some of you were on the lemon side of things there just a couple of minutes thinking where is he going with this where I'm going is deeper into the presence of the Lord I'm going deeper into the things of God. People are coming here from the north, the southeast, and the west. I know we have a tremendous responsibility to steward because we take lives very seriously. Your walk with the Lord is the most important thing to us. In Proverbs fifteen, verses one, two, three, and four, it says this a soft answer turns away wrath, but previous or grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise utters knowledge rightly, but the mouth of the self confident fool pours out folly. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch upon the evil and the good. So he sees everything. He sees the motive of heart. How many people in this room would would say, you thank God for that time of worship this morning? How many people would like to see that more and more and more? then you have a responsibility. Because we don't come just to do that, we bring that. Why you see it being the most natural, easiest thing in the world for me to do is because that's how we live. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time. It's wonderful people wanting to show up, to sense the presence of the Lord. But if you only knew how much He wants you to bring Him, to contribute to what He wants to do. How many people still believe there's freedom in this place? Arthur T. Pearson said this, If missions languish, it is because the whole life of godliness is feeble. The command to go everywhere and preach to everybody is not obeyed until the will is lost by self-surrender in the will of God. Living, praying, giving and going will always be found together. A true revival in Acts chapter 9 was met by people's generosity. You can see it. because of what the early church was involved in and because of what the early church was doing, they had to take on more and more people for the administration of the move of the Spirit in the growth of the church. Well, obviously then, because of what Scripture tells us, there wasn't enough coming by just regular giving. But they started then to sell properties and stuff that they had to bring to church or to bring to what was happening. So, when you read through the book of Acts and you see these things and why they did these things and they sold everything and they did this, there was a reason and a purpose It wasn't to stack the accounts. It was for the administration of the growth of the church and the move of the Spirit. Jesus Jesus himself said that where your heart is, there your treasure will be also true or false. That's what he said, and so what he's saying is that one way to know that you truly are in love with him, and are truly invested in his move, and is are truly invested in what the Spirit is doing is that that's where you invest financially. Also, I believe we're in these days. Of sowing the surplus I believe it because if we just take the regularity of giving there's many churches not making it I don't believe that I have to kill myself trying to get a million views on YouTube to get money for this church I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't believe that I have to prostitute my gift that God gave me so that we can just maintain a revival. Maybe I shouldn't say these things. How's everybody at the back doing? You doing all right? I want you to know what you've got in a pastor but I want this church to be known, Pastor Paul. Oh, it it is. (laughs) And it's becoming more and more known. But the fear of the Lord comes to me and says, be careful when men speak well of you. And there's a very good reason for that. I don't want it to be the great oratory skills of Pastor Paul. I don't want it to be the beautiful tones of worship from Pastor Paul. I don't want it to be anything else other than what God wants. And when people come, they come for Him because He's leading them, bringing them, (laughs) wooing them because there's something greater than them that needs to be accomplished by the sum of the whole. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you're only part of what it is that God is desiring to do. Come on, say it like you mean it. You're only part of what God wants to do. And many of you, especially because it's Tulsa, have a phenomenal call on your life. But I'm asking you, are you moving from the call to being chosen? What are we going to see? We might see the blind eyes open, we might see legs grow, but I've also seen ministers that have opened blind man's eyes and 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 caused lame people walk and they still were destitute financially. Even some of the greatest healing evangelists were so destroyed personally, physically. I want you to lift your hand and say, that's not going to be me. Come on, shout it out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. Come on, surplus. Everybody shout it, surplus. Come on, he said that you would have enough, needing no aid or support. That means there is an abundance. Everybody shout it out, an abundance. Come on, say it like you mean it, an abundance that is flowing into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. In the name of Jesus, amen, to reach people's lives, to touch people's lives, to see people touched, to see people reached. Say this with me. I bind bind the spirit of poverty. Oh, you're going to say it better than that. Say it again. I bind bind the the spirit of poverty off my life. Come on, say it like you mean it. I bind the spirit of poverty off my life. Lift your hand and say, I'm blessed. Say it again, I'm blessed. Blessed coming in, blessed going on, blessed in the city. Money comes to me. Come on, say it again. Money comes to me. You say, What is this? It's a move. But you can't move with your broke self. Come on. It's going to take money. It's going to take millions and millions and millions of dollars. How many people agree with this? Millions of dollars. And it can arrive with sacks at the door. I agree, it can arrive supernaturally. But what God wants to do, I'm telling you, is begin to move on our hearts. And I know some people may not like what I'm saying today. But the proof of a revived heart is that selfishness is completely eradicated. And that all you can think about is Christ, His church, and His kingdom. But wait a minute, I just flipped burgers. At McDonald's, at McDonald's, all you can think about is Christ, the King, the church, and his kingdom. But wait a minute, I work on the factory floor, but while you're on the factory floor, all you can think about is the King and his kingdom. All you can think about is what needs to be done now on earth by the Spirit of the Lord. You are consumed night and day. It's more than a worship event. We've come to the place that the Grammys used to be so, so much part of the fabric of America years ago when people would have lived for the Grammys now. Grammy who? We used to have stars from Hollywood. Now we have fallen. They're not shooting anymore. Everything has changed. What have we got to lose? Who cares what happens in Hollywood? Except that the Spirit of God sweeps mightily through every aspect, every home, every person, every street, every intersection, and completely sets it on fire with the power of the Holy Spirit. We declare this in the name of Jesus. But you see, most of us, we heard about the stars, but we didn't hear about the producers. Please bear with me. But yet without the producers of those movies, without the producers, those celebrities would never have been displayed to the world. Yet it was the producer behind the scene that lit up the light on the actor and the actress. And unfortunately, it's the Mordecai's That are like the producers. They're given no accolades truly worthy of what they actually produce. If it had not been for Mordecai, then I don't think we really ever would have heard of Esther. And the only reason that some of people are hearing of some of us is because of those that nobody know. Heaven is going to be filled with front line seats, with people that nobody ever heard of and nobody ever knew. People will see all of these people in the front rows, of the service of heaven, and they'll be wondering, who are these people? And the Father will say, these are those who made it happen. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I am one of those who chose to make it happen. Wow! I sense the presence of the Lord. Marasura Kapanzara Padaska Tulsa has a destiny. We can't keep looking back. We can't just go through practices. Amen. We either lay hold of this or we don't. We either keep moving forward or we just throw in the towel and say, you know what? It's just too difficult. It's just too hard. It's never going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, God did not bring you all this way so that we could just throw in the towel. I believe we have seen nothing yet. If you believe that, shout a big amen to the Lord. Amen. In Matthew 5, 15 to 16, I won't be long. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father. I believe in all all humility that we're about to see things and see ones that we have never seen before we're about to see things that we have never seen before and if our lamp is going to shine then it must shine for all the right reasons <laughs> In the Persian Empire, we see that Mordecai was just a simple Jew, a Benjaminite. Mordecai was a responsible, God-fearing, and compassionate man, and he worked to meet the needs of others. Living in Susa and serving as an attendant in the king's court, he had taken his niece, Hadassah, Esther, who had been orphaned, and he trained her in her faith. Esther 2, verses 5 to 7 says this, There was a certain Jew in the capital in Shushan, whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Kish, a who had been carried away from Jerusalem with the captives taken away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried into exile. He had brought up Hadassah, that is, Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The maiden was beautiful and lovely, and when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. Mordecai, they tell us, operated in such wisdom in such insight. And when Esther was selected to join the maidens in the palace, Mordecai advised Esther to keep her identity as a secret until the right moment. I would like you to take that point. Obscurity is a needful, powerful weapon until the revealing at the right moment. Whether it's ministry or business, Don't push your head above water until you need to come up for air. It is not you who makes you. It is God who has already made you. And you are becoming what you have already been created to be. Say that with me. I... I'm becoming what I have already been created to be. Are you all doing okay? See, I believe in miracles. I believe in the best life that I could ever live. I believe that my life is blessed beyond measure in every area, in every area, spirit, soul, and body physically emotionally spiritually and financially this year everything is changing this year i'm going to feel better i'm going to do better i'm going to have better i'm going to see better i'm going to hear better i'm going to to be able to do more than what i've ever been able to do before how many people believes this Amen? But the motive, everybody said the motive. The motive Motive. is not that you are seen. The motive is that he is seen. You know how you know that you're dead to self? Is when they speak about how good other people did it. And you know yourself that you were responsible for how good they did it. That's when you know you're dead to self. Is that you're looking nothing for yourself except to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I know I'm among these people today. In the name of Jesus, if all you can think about is you, then you've a ways to go. But if all you can think about is him, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lord. Pray in the spirit with me right now. Somebody play for me, please. We're breaking free from cultures, church cultures. In the name of Jesus, breaking free. This move of God, this revival will break you free from cultures. Cultures, 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 man-made cultures, boxes of revivals. In the name of Jesus, this is not going to be like anything we have ever seen before. This is not going to be like anything we've ever been part of before. This is not going to be like anything that we have heard of before. Mordecai was happy just being what it is. A convicted man of substance in a heart to see a people delivered. How many people have a heart to see this nation delivered? Keep it in the air and begin to worship the Lord. This is all it takes this is all it takes Mordecai wasn't living in the palace, living in the king, living he had dry old crocodile skin outside the palace gates wasn't given the fineries that Esther had been exposed to. In Esther 2.20 it says this, Now Esther had not yet revealed her nationality or her people, for she obeyed Mordecai's command to fear God and execute His commands just as when she was being brought up by Him. The role that was displayed before her by Mordecai had set her in a tremendous place, had given her a solid foundation, had given her a rock-solid start. But a plan was hatched against the king and against God's people. And the very realization of why Esther was in the palace was nigh, about to be revealed. In verse 21 it says this, In those days while Mordecai sat at the king's gate, two of the king's eunuchs, Bithan and Teresh of those who guarded the door, were angry and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And this was known to Mordecai, who told it to Queen Esther, and Esther told the king in Mordecai's name. And when it was investigated and found to be true, both men were hanged on the gallows, and it was recorded in the book of Chronicles in the king's presence. Because of a man that courageously stood for his faith refusing to bow to a horrible, wrong-motivated man called Haman. And today, Haman's are among us. They want nothing for you. They want it all for themselves. If they can't have it, you will never get it. But God has a plan. God has a plan. Because of Haman, the decree was published to slay all the Jews, but Mordecai knew that both he and Esther were positioned for purpose. I want you to write this in somewhere today, and I sense the holy reverential fear of the Lord. And I want you to write it in somewhere, in your phone, your device. And I want you to never forget this. That God is positioning me for purpose. Ezekiel twenty-two thirty said this, I sought a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land. In Esther 4, 2, in verses 8 to 11, Mordecai came and stood before the king's gate, for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. Mordecai also gave him the attendant a copy of the decree to destroy them that was given out in Shushan that he might show it to Esther, explain it to her, and charge her to go to the king. Make supplication to him, And plead with him for the lives of her people. Here we are again. And I sense this so strong on me that we are now in the time of pleading on behalf of our people indiscriminately. For God is not a respecter of persons. And Hatak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. And Esther spoke to Hatak and gave him a message for Mordecai and saying, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any person, be it man or woman, who shall go into the inner court to be with the king without being called, shall be put to death. There is but one law for him, except to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he might live. But I have not been called to come to the king for 30 days. Esther had forgotten of the very reason that she was positioned, had to become intoxicated by the fineries of the palace. So much of the church world has become intoxicated with the fineries of what it is to be a child of God. And we forget the very reason that we have been positioned for such a time as this. But Mordecai knew that God would save his people. But he also knew that Esther had been positioned. And he needed to rouse her, and he needed to awaken her to the very reason that she actually was there. And Hebrews 10, 24 tells us that we too are to consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works. We're there now. Mordecai in Esther 4 said this, Take this answer to Esther and do not flatter yourself that you shall escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews somewhere else. But you and your father's house will perish, and who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very reason. Throughout my walk with the Lord, over all these years, I constantly hear this Scripture being spoken, that we've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. But I have never known this Scripture like I know it now, that the very reason that we are here now is because of the job at hand. How many people understand this today? Jesus. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Simbreas tu manas tiara suyastei. Social responsibility becomes an aspect, not of Christian mission only, but also of Christian conversion. It is impossible to to be truly converted to God without being therefore converted to our neighbor. I can hardly stand it. Esther received the word of the Lord from Mordecai, Esther, I remind you of the very reason that you were there, and if you don't do this now, I'm telling you, this will happen through somebody else, because God's going to deliver his people, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm not going to miss this for nothing, come on, you've got to say it like you mean it, come on, you're not going to miss this for nothing, We're not going to miss this for nothing. I sense it in the Spirit over and over and over. We're not going to miss this for nothing. I didn't come all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma, so that I could just say, you know what, God's gonna do it anywhere, anyway. No, no, we're here for such a time as this, and God is gonna do it. Lift your hand and say, God is gonna do it in me, and God is gonna do it through me, and God is gonna do it with me. God didn't bring some of you from Michigan, I'm telling you, so that you could just come to another church. God didn't bring you from another place in America, so that you could just come to another church. God didn't bring you from just another place that you worship to this place, just be because you were tired of another place God has a plan I want you to shut it out. God has a plan you are not here because you chose it you are here because he's leaving you phew yeah. oh, yes. yes. huh <gasps> <gasps> You didn't come from Kansas just to be part of another good church. You didn't come from Florida just to be part of another good church. God's not bringing us to Tulsa just to be part of another good church. I've had for, for all these years people telling me how I should do this. I'm not listening anymore. We're just going to do it the way God wants it done. Because there's no way like His way. There's no way to set the Northeast free except by the Spirit of the Lord in His way. An institution and traditions of man keep bringing the word of God to no effect. But I'm telling you, we destroy the box over the northeast in the name of Jesus. And we command an awakening. We command a rising in the name of Jesus. Stop looking around for permission. Stop looking around about what everybody else is doing. And just follow the Lord your God. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him. The fountains of the deep are breaking open, say it with me. The fountains of the deep are breaking open. There's a rising, there's a rising. I want you to shout it out, we rise, we rise, we rise. I think Pastor Paul's going crazy. I'm getting desperate, not crazy guys, I'm getting desperate. I'm getting desperate because God sent us here on a mission to see a city turn from looking back to starting to looking forward again. This is not jumping on the bandwagon with what everybody else is doing. This is following what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen. For a city, for a region, in the name of Jesus, I declare that Tulsa's greatest days are right up ahead of us. I believe it in the name of Jesus. I believe the foundation that was laid by the men and the women of God. After year, after year, after year, after year, year, We're going to see that harvest. We're going to see that harvest. I said, We're going to see that harvest. Hallelujah, Jesus. And this has become one of the greatest mission fields in America. Because void that was created here. And people, they turned to building churches more than they did. Working with the spirit of the Lord. And continuing to maintain and grow. A privilege that was bestowed upon a place such as Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'll never forget it up in Collinsville. The Spirit of God spoke to me and says, I'm not finished with the well. I remember saying to the Lord, I can't do this. I can't do Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm happy to help Billy. I'm happy to help Pastor Lee. I'm happy to do this, but I can't do this. And the Lord kept speaking to me about the well in Tulsa. He says, Paul, we have to keep working at this well because I am not finished with this city yet. I had to come to the place that if I lost all friends and I lost everybody, if I lost all credibility, it didn't matter to me. I had to come to that place that this was greater than the club. This was greater than the social society. Flying in in airplanes, 30 minutes out, the water would run out of my eyes, intercessions would come upon me for a city that I didn't even know. Still, I would say, I can't do this. I can't do this. What is this going to look like? And then the phone calls start. Don't come here. There's rumblings that you're coming to Tulsa. It was the most amazing event when they put up the, the flags and rolled out the red carpet for me and welcomed me to this city. They had such a party for me. Nothing could have been further than the truth. I was persecuted, slandered. That's just to start with. I was called a wolf. I was called a devil. I was called everything that you could ever imagine just because I dared follow God. Lift your hands. I dare you to follow God. I dare you to follow God. Because you haven't come to a prison in this church. Somebody asked me last week, I wanted to fall on the ground and weep and the sincerity of their hearts, it was so beautiful. What do we do to become part of this? I said, you just show up and you keep coming and you be part of it. The piece of paper that you sign when you become a member of a church, it's it's not worth the ink. I'm just looking for people that want to make a difference. I know we can have the presence of God in this room, but I'm looking for this apartment complex to start burning with the Spirit of God. I'm looking for this whole area to start cleaning up with the presence of the Lord. I'm looking for this whole area to become prosperous in the Lord. Why? Because you are here, we are here. We can't be a church here and this region not change. It's 11.58 on a Sunday morning and I know you can choose who you fly with. But thank you for flying millennial airlines today. I'm not looking back. I'm pushing ahead. Do I love everybody that persecuted me? You better believe it. I'm a lover. You squeeze me. I'm a love bug. I'll love you more. I'll give you such a rush. I hold nothing against any person or anything or anyone because it's just religion and it's the devil. It's territorial spirits, territorial spirits guarding, guarding a city of destiny, guarding it but you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this I'm going to say it again you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this And I command the Mordecai's to rise in the name of Jesus that will remind the pastors and the prophets and everyone else of their responsibility in this hour and in this time. It's easy to do this under an anointing. But I wake up with this. I go to bed with this, I fly thousands of miles with this, and it never subsides. I came to the city, I didn't know there was a man Brady, I didn't know he had a checkered past, but what I do know is that he was instrumental in building Tulsa. I know he did some things wrong, but he did a lot of things right. you got to go home. I'm at a meeting, and this minister said to me, Do you know that there's an area in Tulsa named after your namesake? I know they've changed it and all of those different things, but... I said, I didn't know that. They said, Would you like to go visit the area? And I said, I would. And they took me down to the Brady district. I didn't know there was a Brady Street. I didn't know there was a Brady Theater. I didn't know there was a Brady mansion. I didn't even know there was a monument out there in Denver Avenue. It says exactly what the Spirit of God said to me before I got here. It says, give your past a future. I didn't know. Driving through the streets of the city, finding these things, weeping, shouting. And the Lord, I walk up to the door of the Brady Theater. Yeah, get ready for a tithes and offerings. Thank you. I walk up to the door of the Brady Theater and I said to the, the minister that I was with, I said, there'd be an open door here. There was no cars in the parking lot. Everything looked shut up. But I go over to the door and the door is open. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and says, I have opened a door wide for you. Second Corinthians. 16 verse 8 or 1 Corinthians 16 verse 8, one of the two. And he said this, but there are many adversities. I walked into that theater, walked about it. The Lord ministered to me by what he would do. Our board members came to the city, and of course. By this stage, everybody knew we were about to do this. I had the full backing of my spiritual father, Brother Kenneth e. Cop Kenneth Copeland. The full backing of my pastors, and the full backing of my board. They saw it. Plus the fact they knew that I would never do what was not the Lord, because I have a track record. Brought the board members into town and the next thing, took them to the Brady District, took them to the Brady Theater. No cars in the parking lot. All the doors looked locked up. The door that I went through the last time was completely locked. We started to walk around it, and I said to the guys with me, and I said, come this way. I said, there's a door open here somewhere. And sure enough, if I walked around the back of that theater, the stage door was ajar. And as bold as I am, forgive me, it's just the way I am, just call it Irish. <laughs> if your name is Timothy or Pat, as long as you come from Ireland, there's a welcome on the mat. (laughs) We're just kind of like that. (laughs) I walk in, and I walk on to the platform. The Lord told me the platform is built, the stage is set. And that was it. And from that to this, we have worked at God's plan for this city. And it's my greatest honor to have you all work with us as we work with you. Just lift your hands one more time. was not my plan to start a church, I could think that Hawaii would be a beautiful place to start a church, not the Dust Bowl of America, but the rains are falling, the rains are falling, Oh, the rains are falling. Some come here for school. And you thought you came for school, but I'm telling you, just when you think you can go home, God will say, stay a while because I have a plan. Say this with me, the best is yet to come. Did you get anything out of this today? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise offering right now in Jesus' precious name. Come on, really praise Him and bless Him. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and magnify Him. Magnify Him. Against all odds, you will accomplish the dream that God put in your heart.